So being a dad and being disabled is hard. MS doesn't happen overnight. It's slow. It is a very slow, very uh, insidious disease. It creeps up on you. It does things that you don't expect. It uh, takes its toll over time, right? It's like a slow-acting poison, if uh, if you will, right? It, it uh, You don't know what's happening. So being a dad with MS for years and years and years is, and not knowing it, is like uh, being a failure but not knowing why and it's very very difficult and I want to expand on that in a way that uh, you understand it and not um, not think I'm trying to be down on myself because I understand now what the problem was but it uh when i look back on it it's hard on me so i'm gonna try to um i'm gonna try to explain it to you in a way that maybe you'll understand and hopefully you'll get something out of this that will help you you know along your way and uh you know maybe 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 you will maybe you won't i don't know i always have to burp when i do this i'm sorry but here we go. So the jobs I had were always very difficult, very hard, um, a lot of hours. Um, I'd get up at 4.30 in the morning. I'd drive 50 miles to work. I would go to the gym on my way home, drive 50 miles, go to the gym, work out for an hour, come home, do that five days a week. I was on call 24 hours a day. So I was always tired anyway. My boys were in Boy Scouts. And on the weekends, uh, there was always these Boy Scout uh, campouts. And I was always very exhausted, really tired. And it was always really hard for me to go on these things. But I went. But when I went, participating in these campouts was just exhausting and nightmarish. But the other dads could do it. You know, they they were they'd go hiking and they'd go bike riding and they'd go, uh, you know, they do all these things, and it was very difficult for me to do. Uh, not because I couldn't physically do it, but because I uh, I was just tired. It was really, really hard. My legs were heavy. I was physically exhausted. And, uh, you know, I didn't know why. Now, sorry, that's my dogs. Apparently, there's somebody outside, and uh, they're not happy with them. Uh, I was physically exhausted. Now, I mean... You're going to think, well, yeah, of course you were. I, look at what you were doing, you know. You were 
working a hundred plus hours a week. Sometimes, you know, you're on call all the time. I mean, when they would call me, I'd have to drive back out to work 50 miles, work on stuff, drive back home. I got very little sleep and I had multiple sclerosis, but, uh, I also had this disease that was kind of creeping up on me and draining me the whole time. And my wife was always, you know, how come you can't be like the other dads? Well, I wasn't like the other dads. I, I had, I had this disease that was taking away my life, you know, slowly and uh, very insidiously. And it was really hard for me to participate in those things. So what I'm saying is don't get down on yourself. You know, it, it's really hard to judge what's going on in your own body. No matter how hard you push yourself, there's always limitations to who and what you can do. Right. And sometimes those weekends, I, those days that I was sitting in those tents, I would just sit there and everything would hurt. I just veg out and stare off into nowhere. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Um, but, you know, MS was, MS was just slowly eating me away. And, and in my own, my own way, I was trying to participate, but I couldn't. So, it's hard. So on that note, um, what I'm trying to say is you have to understand that whether you know you have it or not, sometimes there are limits to what you can do. And no matter how hard your family pushes you or other people push you or Sometimes the limitations of your own body or your, you have to listen to yourself. You have to listen to what your body's saying. And if it says, Hey man, don't go sit out in the 150 degree Texas heat in a tent and, and bake, uh, don't do it. I mean, use your freaking head. Don't let other people bully you into situations that maybe aren't good for you. You know, um, I let people push me into things for years because I was dad and I love my kids. Don't get me wrong. It's just being dad puts you in a position that you're always feeling like you have to be the point man. Being the point man sometimes is a very, very difficult place to be, you know, um, Love, love is, love is just this all encompassing thing that makes you give and give and give and give and give. And when there's nothing left to give, what do you do? Okay. So I want to go on to something else. Have you guys ever heard of cerebral apnea? 
Okay, so we all know about sleep apnea, right? Sleep apnea affects pretty much everybody that has MS. I know you guys uh, may be aware of it. Some of you may not. But cerebral apnea is what that is. Uh, MS, each the uh, myelin sheath, the myelin sheath affects uh, the uh, 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 sympathetic nervous system, the sympathetic nervous system controls, uh, you know, like when you breathe and things like that while you're sleeping. And um, what happens is you begin to have sleep apnea. Now, sleep apnea is one of these things that affects the quality of your life. Whatever you do, if you have an MS, get a sleep test. I found out that when I was sleeping, I don't know if it's 70 times an hour or 70 times a minute. I don't, I can't believe it was 70 times a minute. That's gotta be a wrong statement, but it was 70 times of something. I was waking up. Doctor said it was like one of the most, the worst cases of sleep, cerebral sleep apnea he'd ever seen. So, but I do believe that it, it affects the way that you think it affects your judgment and it affects how you view the world because before I knew I had MS, uh, I had this huge project at work, was totally exhausted. And every year I would buy turkeys for my company, right? At Thanksgiving, I would, uh, get donations for, uh, from vendors that I would, uh, I would use all year long and I would buy uh, Thanksgiving turkeys. It was a thing that I did for the company I worked for because, let's face it, the company was cheap. They didn't do anything for anybody. And uh, it was a big deal at the company. Well, one of the guys, one of the new uh, comptroller didn't like me very much. And uh, he decided that, uh, uh, well, hang on, this, that, there's more to this story. We had a big project we took out some transformers. There was a whole bunch of copper left over. They were just going to let rot. I asked my plant manager if a couple of my maintenance guys could take it and uh, sell it. And the proceeds were like $4,000. So uh, I said, sure, but I want a third of that so I could buy turkeys. Right. Anyhow, somehow the story got twisted to where I was going to keep the money, right? I never kept anything. Trust me, man. I worked there for eight years. All I ever did was make that place better. So it came down to, I think it was a week or two later, and they came after me for keeping this money. I had the money in my pocket, and uh, they were... Uh, asking me about it and I'm just sitting there and I'm not going to show them the money. I'm not going to do anything. I was pissed. Now I could have ended this really easy by just handing over the money saying, look, man, I was going to keep this for turkeys, you know, for, for the year. I, most of the time I would just turn the money over to uh, the human resource lady. I hadn't had a chance. Things were busy and it just, I hadn't gotten there yet. Well, in the interim, it turned into a huge nightmare, and I ended up losing a job that I had for eight years because this uh, 
comptroller took advantage of the situation. Now, the problem was I got cocky. Instead of just taking the money, taking it down, turning it over to the uh, human resource lady like I should have, I kept it in my back pocket in an envelope that said turkeys. That's how I gave it to her every every year. It wasn't a big deal. I wasn't going to get money from my vendors this year because I we had gotten rid of we done the, the copper. But I truly believe that I the sleep apnea. I had sleep apnea, and the guy ticked me off. Normally, I don't get angry. It's not something I deal with, but. I was angry, man, that they would actually think I would do something like that. And what I'm saying is, is you got to be very aware of how this stuff affects the way you think. Normally, I don't get angry and I don't get upset about things like that. You know, I, I would have recognized him for what he was. But in this situation, I didn't. So be very aware of the changes that are happening to you and try to understand them because it can cost you big. All right, I'm signing out. I'll talk to you later. Bye.